Have you ever wondered, where do I start to start increasing my profits? Where are the holes in my bucket of profit? And what is the order in which I need to address you know, these holes? I'm Andrew Houston with another No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors, and that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as tradespeople, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class. They call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question really is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom? I'm Andrew Houston. I'm going to show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. All right, welcome back to another No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. We're going to talk about the top five, not 50, not 20, not 10, but the top five in order, you know, profit hacks, uh, areas that you need to focus in on in order of priority. And I'm going to walk you through it step by step by step. And we're going to go through the one, two, three, four, five different areas that you have to look at optimizing and maximizing your profits and you know we call it the profit funnel and so i'm going to get right into this you know i think one of the greatest challenges that contractors have is that they just don't know where to start um you know they've got lots of ideas there's no shortage of ideas uh, but they don't really have a pathway they don't have an order in which they do things like you know it's almost like finding the order of a series of different dominoes, right? We, you know, you want to line things up so that you know what the order of things are so that you can get those dominoes, you know, the one topples the next and topples the next. And then we, that way we get what's called leverage. Okay. So in today's session, I'm going to talk about the five dominoes, the five areas uh, of the profit funnel. And I'm going to go into depth into each of them and how you can benefit from this right away. So as you're listening to this podcast, you know you're at the right place if you're a contractor and you want to make more profits. You know you're at the wrong place if you're um, not a contractor, but even if you are a contractor and you're not willing to learn and you're not willing to improve and grow your business, then you're at the wrong place and you're probably wasting your time. So I'm assuming that you're that contractor that wants to improve their profits and wants to move their business forward. And um, so let's get into the nuts and bolts of these top five. The very first one, number one, is know your numbers you need to know your numbers guys it is the number one thing that you need to look at first of all to know whether or not you're profitable okay so one of the best places for you to get your numbers okay, and i'll highlight some of these areas is you want to make sure that you get your numbers as, as, as best as you can the very first place that we're going to look at is from our profit p our profit and loss statement, okay? Uh, otherwise known as an income statement. On there, it shows us our total sales. It shows us our, our expenses as far as variable costs. It shows us our expenses from a fixed cost perspective. And the reason you need to know your numbers is you need to know the story uh, in which your business is in. In other words, is it a, is it a really bad story? 
that your business is telling you right now? Um, is it an okay story that your profit and loss statement is communicating to you? Or is it a, is it a good to great story? We want it to be a good to great story. But to start off, you've got to be realistic and you have to bring your awareness to the right level. The very first place is your profit and loss statement. Now, what are some of the things that you can pull out of your profit and loss statement? Well, you can pull off things like your break even. Okay, you can turn, you can determine your break even um, just by you know generating your profit and loss statement, otherwise known as your overall break even point. When I talk about overall break even point, we often wonder as contractors like, what do I have to be able to put onto my jobs to to make enough money, right? Uh, that's going to lead into the, uh, the the remainder four in just a minute. But you need to know what the story is uh, in your profit and loss statement um, to know whether or not you should keep doing the things that you're doing or you should stop doing some of the things that, that are causing you not to be as profitable or we need to start doing some different things. OK, so, you know, when we look at that profit and loss statement, what I want you to do is I want you to ask yourself these, those three questions. What do I need to stop doing to increase my profits? What do I need to keep doing to increase my profits? And what do I need to start doing to keep my, my profits? Okay, going in the right direction. Okay, that's number one. And back to, back to number one, leverage other people, okay? You've got a bookkeeper, you've got an accountant, get them to generate that statement. And you should be looking at that statement at least every single month minimum, okay? To know if you're on or off track to hitting your profit targets that you want to achieve in your contracting business. Number two in order is pricing, okay? We touched on this a little bit. With your profit and loss statement, you can determine what your break-even point is. That means your, 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 you know, what margin do you need to put onto your products and services to ensure that you're making the right kind of money? You know, here's the thing, right? If, if we don't get this right, as far as our pricing, then we're screwed moving forward um, on the job itself. And what do I mean by that? If you don't get your pricing right, it doesn't matter you know, how good your, your crews are. It doesn't matter how efficient you are. If you priced yourself into poverty, you price yourself into not making a profit, then you're already, you know, going to the game um, in a losing situation. You know, it'd be like going and, and playing the game of, you know, whatever sport you want to pick. Let's just say hockey. You know, you're, you're going to go and play this game to try and win. You show up at the arena and already on the scoreboard, the other team's winning five to nothing and you haven't even gotten on the ice. We need to make sure our pricing is, is right. Some of the things that you want to make sure you identify in your pricing is you need to understand the difference between markup and margin. Okay. And I would highly advise that one of the biggest things that you do right now you know, especially since material costs have been going up, gas costs have been going up, overhead costs have been going up. I highly advise that one of the biggest things that you do is you increase your pricing. And when it comes to increasing your pricing, one of the best ways to know whether or not you should keep continuing to increase your pricing is what's called your quote to win ratio. Okay. And so your quote to win ratio is basically how many jobs do you quote and how many do you actually win? If you go and increase your price, and I would advise that you increase your price ever so subtly, like maybe start off at 2%, maybe go up to 5%. That's sort of the range that we that I would suggest that you go with. Uh, do that from a monthly perspective. See how your clients respond. And you're going to know if they're responding 
if your current quote the win ratio is is let's say it's fifty percent, and all of a sudden you increase it, you know, to you know five percent an increase, and it stays at fifty percent, it tells you it's an indicator to tell you that you know you can actually increase your pricing a little bit more. You want to keep on increasing your pricing until that quote to win ratio actually starts to go down a little bit, okay? That's a that's a, a good gauge to know how far you should increase your pricing, all right? And that's also going to help you out in some of these other areas, okay? So make sure you got your pricing right because now the next area of, of profitability is our team. You know, if, if we're not, if we don't have a team that's running like well-oiled machine, then the, the problem is even if you did price the job properly, if your guys don't know how to execute on it, if they don't know how to run that job effectively, then what's going to happen is you're going to lose profit. So you need to know whether or not your team is profitable or not. And one of the best ways of doing that is knowing whether or not your jobs are progressing to profit. And what you wanna do is you wanna get what's called a progress to profit board, okay? And you want to constantly compare your quote to how your team is actually doing. We call that comparing our actual to our estimated. All right. And, you know, it's super important that you know whether or not you're progressing the profit in every one of your jobs. One of the worst things that contractors do in this area, in number three, is they wait until the end of the job to actually reflect the go, hey, man, did we make any money or not? The reality of that situation is that the game is already over. You need to know whether or not you're progressing the profit on every single job throughout the job, at each phase of the job, okay, during the job, so that you can, if you start going off track, you can make the necessary adjustments, maybe put the right team member on there, take the wrong team member off, maybe put a little more resources to it so that you can get back on track. But waiting until the game is over, means it's over and you've got nothing that you can do to change it, okay? So know, what, what, you know which crews, right? Which crews are the most profitable? That's right, which crews are the most profitable? I guarantee you, if you've got six guys working for you right now, six team members, each one of those team members is either gonna be more profitable or least profitable, otherwise more efficient or least efficient um, in your company. So you want to make sure you rate your team members. Okay. Uh, because our ability to improve our team members is huge. If we, for example, had 10 people working for us and we improved the efficiency of each 10 team member just by 10%, that's the equivalent, you know, 10 times 10%, that's the equivalent of getting one person extra in production without actually having to hire somebody, right? Think about that again. If we've got 20% increase in, effect, in efficiency and productivity, um, and we had 10 team members, and we increased that by 20%, that'd be like getting two extra employees and, and us making 100% of the profits out of those employees. So, you know, making sure your team are effective and efficient is super, super important. Number four, all right? We talked about knowing your numbers. We talked about making sure you're pricing your jobs properly. Talked about making sure you've got effective crews and that we got to make sure that we know which crew members are, are profitable and which ones aren't. Now we're going to talk about the types of work. Okay. You, you are more than likely a contractor that does 
you know, on average, a contractor does between three to four different types of services, right? They do like service work or they do commercial work or industrial work or residential work, um, let alone the different types of work they do uh, specific to their trade. But you want to know the types of jobs and their profitability. And you want to know which ones are the most profitable and the ones that are least profitable. And in essence, we want to you know, get more of the jobs that are the most profitable. And we want to turn those jobs that aren't profitable into profitable types of work. It might turn out that you might be best to get rid of if you've got four different types of work. And let's say, for example, you know, we had a client, uh, we've got lots of clients where this is the case, but I'm just going to use an example where gay tan insulation, a contractor, you know, was doing lots of different types of, of work. He was doing service work. He was doing, you know, a custom homework. He was doing track homework. And after we did the analysis of the different types of work that he has and, and their profitability, it turned out that he wasn't even making any profit on track homes. And even though that was a that was probably you know 30% of his total sales, he wasn't making any money. And the other two types being custom homes and doing service work, the profits from those those types of jobs were paying for the non-profitable track home work. Imagine that at the end of the day, he wasn't making, you know, on average, he wasn't making hardly any profit. He was just breaking even. After we got rid of that one type of work, his profits went through the roof. And this is where I talk about the analogy of actually doing less is more. He was able to do less sales, make more profits, you know, um, do less sales, have, uh, have, you know, a lot less overhead, a lot less trucks, a lot less inventory, and yet he was able to make a lot more profit. So know the different types of work that you do. Number five, last but not least, number five, we need to know which clients, okay, are the most and least profitable. And you want to rate them as A, B, C, and D. And if you've heard this before, great. It's a refresher for you. If you haven't, A stands for awesome. B stands for basic. C stands for can't deal with type of clients. And the last is, and we want to get rid of these last two, the can't deal with and the deadbeats. You need to rank and rate your clients, okay? If you don't do that, you're going to have clients that are going to treat you like a bank. And guess what? The class C and class D clients, these guys right here, they have got to go. If we don't get rid of them, I'm going to tell you what uh, will happen, and it probably has already happened to you. You're going to lose team members because class C and class D deadbeats, right? They can't deal with or just that. They, they're never happy. They're never satisfied, right? And our team members end up having to deal with the brunt of those um, class C can't deal with clients. And, and it creates a bad environment for them. So we want to get rid of the class C can't deal with and definitely fire right away. No excuses, the deadbeats that are using us as, as a bank. Again, they're never happy, but they never pay us, okay? And one of the worst things about dealing with class C and class D or letting class C and class D clients come into your business is they attract more class C and class D clients. You know, the thieves hang with the thieves and the good hang with the good. So we wanna get rid of these people here and we definitely wanna get more class A awesome clients. All right. 
and class B basic clients, turning them into awesome clients. All right. So make sure you do what's called, we call it here, prof for contractors. Make sure you do something that's called filter fast, have a criteria. Okay. For um, when you're, when you're engaging with a lead right out of the gate, as an example, just talk to a client, you know, just, uh, just today, um, he did 48 quotes. Okay in the beginning of, of the year. And out of those 48 quotes, he only landed like 12 jobs out of it, okay? Once he started asking the question, like, do you have a budget? You know, do you have basically have the ability to pay for this project and have you allocated money to do that? He very quickly started filtering out all the tire kickers and the people that were just wasting his time. And now, uh, funny enough, the last 15, he's 15 quotes, his quotes have gone down tremendously, but the last 15 quotes that he's done, okay, um, just in the last couple of weeks, he's landed 80% of them. And those 80% all have budgets, okay? He's filtered out probably 30 to 40 leads that were just tire kickers that were wasting his time. And he was spending like literally 10, 15, 20 hours a week just doing quotes for people that were never going to actually do any business with them in, in, to begin with. Okay. Let alone if he had landed some of those people, there's a good, good chance that, you know, he would have more than likely ended up with class C can't deal with or class D deadbeats that wouldn't pay him. All right. So those are the five. Know your numbers, guys. You've got to know your numbers because if you don't know your numbers, you're not going to be able to figure out any of these different areas. Make sure you're pricing your jobs properly. Make sure you know you know what the difference is between markup and margin. You know, I'd highly advise you take my um, suggestion on increasing your pricing. Like I said, you know, increase it until your your quote the win ratio starts to go down, and then you can actually increase it a little bit more. That's going to fi actually filter out a lot of Class D deadbeat and Class C can't deal with clients. We got to make sure we know that our, which of our team members are profitable as individuals and maybe as teams as well. Okay, as far as crews, um, make sure that you do that by doing what's called a progress to profit board or spreadsheet, where you know you're progressing. You know against how the job was quoted, so you're comparing actual to estimated. Make sure you know the different types of work that you've got and which ones are the most profitable, and which ones are the least profitable, and seriously consider doing less is more. If you got one that you know, no matter what you do, you're not going to make the profits that you desire. You got to get rid of it and focus more of your energy into the ones that you know you can make the profits on. Last but not least is clients. Make sure you rate your client clients A, B, C, and D and set up a filtering system, otherwise known as a sales process, so that you know that you're getting and working with the right clients right out of the gate and sending those class C can't deal with and deadbeats maybe over to your competition, okay? This is the one of the best ways, following the, the profit funnel, right? The, the five um, areas in the profit funnel is going to allow you to significantly dominate your business and take your, you know, take your business, take your clients, take your team, take the different types of work, take your pricing, take your awareness of your business to a completely different level. So that's another No Bullshit Podcast for contractors. I look forward to seeing you on the flip side. Follow these five, do them in this order, okay? And you're going to get the results proportionately in that order. We'll catch you later. Hey, rock stars! Thank you for watching the No Bullshit Podcast for contractors. If you enjoyed this episode, 
hit the subscribe button. And if you're serious about growing and need help, click on the link below. Myself and my team would love to help and give you the necessary tools so you can take your contracting business to the next level. And remember, dominate, delegate, and deliver.